liked you better with glasses. Too bad. I like me better without them. Hey, pretty fans. Welcome to the second episode of the Better With Glasses podcast. Today, July 14th, I am your host, Vicky Casalia, and with me is Casey. Hey. And we're back again. Season two, episode two. If you listened to the first episode, we said that we were going to do it right after but some things popped up unannounced. My cat went crazy and put a hole in my shirt and hit me in the lip with her claw. But we pushed through it, and here we are for the, the second episode. Uh, second episode called... Love Scene. Love Scene. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at it, definitely kind of picks up a little bit from where the first one was. Yeah. And then... The third one picks up even more, but that's... So where that's we left at the end of the first episode? Uh, Jeremiah is going to go Brown. go find Conrad. Yeah. And if you look at the books, you're expected that, if you read the books, mm-hmm. Jeremiah is going to go pick Jip Belly up, Yeah. and then they'll go to Brown. But well, we, they're throwing a curveball. We had a little time to sit on the first episode because we saw the first episode at the premiere. So we actually had yes, a little... Did. A little bit of time to sit on it and we had kind of talked about the abruptness of the ending Mm -hmm. and we were kind of like wait did he is he gonna let her go with him because the main difference with the book is that they're on bad terms like they're on awkward terms in the books but the last scene we got from jeremiah to your point we didn't get very much jeremiah in the last episode was like bad like he's like no, I'm not your best friend. Get out. So, if you're thinking about it, they live in Boston. Yeah. Belly lives in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, you did say this. And Brown is. It would be way out of the way to go to, from Boston to Philly yeah. to Brown. Yeah. So the way that they did it, and we'll go into this analysis, makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. in in the actual TV show. show. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it works way better for where the characters actually are at, at this point, this season. Yeah. Oh, and I think it's mentioned in the first episode for everyone that we met at the premiere. And we got to hand out these cool little cards here. Oh, yeah. That was fun uh, for the existing fans. Love you guys for the new fans. Hope you're listening. Yeah. Um, two of them that we met, Liz, Allie, shout out. Yeah. And, uh, one of them won bingo. So Oh, that's true. That's cool. And shout out to all my other bingo winners, or all Vicky's other bingo winners out there. She handled the entire uh, yeah. bingo operation. Actually, real quick on the bingo side, guys, um, the way that we set it up was, yes, first five. Um, I guess it ended up being six because I legit got two messages at the exact same time. So I just had to give it to the sixth person, too. I go to the runner, man. Yeah, I know, I know. But well, you... you you guys got bingo. That's great. You'll continue to get bingo mm-hmm. as you get more episodes, more scenes, more things coming true, so to speak, from the bingo card. Keep filling them out. Keep sending them in because I'm keeping track of everyone that does. And we're going to have a big raffle prize at the end of the season. So you have all the way between now to the end of August to still share and tag us in your bingo cards. Um, I got bingo. He did get bingo. He will be not. Uh, he will be not. He will not be entered to win a prize, though. Sad face. Anyway, okay, so run through it, girl. You run through it. Okay, all right. So we not have Jeremiah, 
Colin Belly. Belly inviting herself to the trip to Brown, which is Conrad's MIA. Supposedly, yeah, supposedly happened tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. And then episode two opens up with Belly packing a bag. Yep. And it's like, you can tell, they do so well with the lighting. You can tell it's like very early in the morning. Like we don't Mm -hmm. really know what she's doing, where she's going, but she's sneaking out. Yeah. That part is true. She's sneaking out. And then the song mm-hmm. is One Direction, Steal My Girl, which I was not expecting. Yep. Like, I could have guessed, oh, obviously, Taylor, but like Olivia Rodrigo and all that stuff. But she gets a message from who? We don't know. It's like, I'm passing Connecticut. See you in a couple hours. Yeah. Wink, wink. So, and the, there's a picture in the message chain of Susanna, Jeremiah, and Conrad. Yeah. So it's very open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. And where does it go? Yeah. It goes with her running down the stairs. And it's so subtle. It's so subtle. She's walking out the front door. I missed it the first time. But you can see the Christmas tree. Oh, in yeah. Like the, the right side of the frame. You can see the Christmas tree. That said, I didn't pick up on it until she walks out the door, closes the door. And you and I are both like, it's Christmas. And there was like half a second of confusion. We're like, it's actually Conrad. So like they tricked us. They in, tricked you. They tricked us. Sure. Usually the flashbacks are easy to tell. And it was it was for, so well done. That's why for some people who don't know the books, et cetera, they could be like completely thrown for a loop in that instance. Yeah. I mean, you figure it out. You but, do figure it out. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Um, my set designer out there. Yeah. No snow in Philadelphia on Christmas? Oh, yeah. I would say like 90% of Christmases in the Northeast have some sort of that's, snow remnants. That's fair, but Conrad actually says it's like 30% chance for snow in Cousins. Massachusetts. So if there's not snow in Massachusetts, there's definitely not snow in Philadelphia. Yo, Philly. And then it's like probably, I don't know, 80 degrees down here in Virginia. All our Philadelphia fans out there know. <laughs> So then we have Belly. So this is another swerve that we weren't expecting because we were talking about like, isn't it going to be awkward? Okay, like, okay, cool. So she's getting in the car with Conrad. There's some book stuff there that we'll talk about later. But they're driving off and then it cuts to now Belly is on a different mode of transportation, which is a bus. So she's actually taking a bus to Brown. Yeah, which makes sense. Because more of the geography. Yeah. Yeah. Because y- you had even said it during our watch. Like, number one, it's out of the way. Number two, he's mad at her. He didn't invite her. He's yeah, not going to so drive like out of big... his own way to go get her. Facts. Big facts. Okay. So um, then you get Jeremiah in the actual morning time leaving their house and he's like calling people. Have you ever taken a long bus trip? Yeah, to New York. From? D.C. That's a long bus trip. Yeah. That's I'm taking it... a long train, and they're taking a long bus When trip. you're in high school and you don't have money. Like bus 20... is the way to go. It's $20, and you're in New York City. I've done, like, bus trips for, like, sports teams, but never, like, a oh. hopping on a getting the Greyhound. And yeah, no. My friends and I would just be like, hey, you want to go to New York? It's belly out here, independent. Yeah. Okay, so then what happens? Then, oh, Jared's calling everyone, right? Yeah, uh, Agatha. What's her name? 
Aubrey. Aubrey. Aubrey gets a gets a call. That's like a witch name. <laughs> My pretty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a little like nugget. It's not he says it like very lightly. Yeah. But yeah. He's walking to the car. He says Aubrey. Yeah, and then he just starts like calling everybody by their last name. So I can only imagine he's like calling the old football bros. Yeah. Um but uh, one thing that I will say about that scene, it's a very quick scene, but Jeremiah, like the he's calling people, you can tell he's like frazzled. Mm-hmm. Like phone just happens to like fall off of its like sand. Oh, or whatever. dude, he's on hair trigger this whole. He is whole episode. Yeah, he's 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 not right, and it's believable, right? Because yeah. of nobody else is right, so you know, fun loving Jeremiah is not okay either. So no, he's not. Um, okay, then what do we get? Then we get oh, then we get. Stephen and Laurel yeah. in the kitchen. So the scene, the, the present day scenes keep going and you keep getting a little bit further on in Belly and Conrad's winter trip. Yes. So that's kind of how the episode goes. That's yeah. how the structure is. There's one plot device timeline of the present day mm-hmm. and the flashbacks are all yeah. in one night. Yeah. Just like you get a little taste and a little more taste and a little yeah. more taste and a little more yeah. taste. Yeah. This one was... Not that the first episode wasn't spliced together well. It was just like 16 different timelines. It, it was a lot. Yeah. This episode, because they did such a good job, it's two road trips happening at the same time. Which is nice. It's her in the passenger seat with two different guys, but um, it's a good, there's, there's setups for it. So um, in present day, back at the Conklin house. Yep. Steven's waking up. He feels shitty about having yelled at Belly. She's not there. Laura's like, oh, yeah, apparently Taylor broke up with Milo. He's happy about that. And then um, they end up going to breakfast, I think. Yep. But um, the only reason I say it's not a huge deal that they're going to breakfast, but it puts them in a spot to uh, have some uh, Taylor and Steven shenanigans that we love. Yeah. That we absolutely love from this episode. So I'm going to tee you up for all your Sean Kaufman and uh, Rain Spencer love. All right. Uh, then cut back. We see Brown. So we see the sign for Brown. Yeah. And we know that well. well. It's UNCW. UNCW. We actually were there. We were not there when they were filming. But no. um, you see Brown University. And then what? You see Belly calling Jeremiah like, oh, I'm here. Where are you? Uh, they I brought you a coffee so awkward i feel now yeah, I, I take it back i feel like a little bit bad for her but i don't know team jeremiah in terms of like belly legit throws the coffees away both of them both of them not just yeah not, not just, just jeremiah throws both coffees away it's just it's i think it's like a that's sacrilege it's my, it's my hood yeah uh to throw coffee away and never happen never 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 but then it's, they go and see a... the roommate, which is funny. Yes, they go to see the roommate. What's his name? Trusky. Trusky. Good yeah. Paul. Yeah. I think his first name's Mike. One of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he's coming out of the shower, I'm assuming. And they're in... They, they, I don't know why Jeremiah was like rifling through his stuff, because it's very evident that Conrad's bed is the other bed. And the guy, because he's like, why are you like rummaging through my, my rifling through my my stuff? Um, he's funny. He's really funny. He's funny. And he's as, not supposed to be a main character, but he his beats are pretty good. And from the first episode, we we heard that he's a five G 
conspiracy guy and he makes a comment in that scene about it and it's just really funny it's like because the government is listening into our and then they bring the girl in which she serves yeah. no purpose whatsoever other than for the book people for the book people and there's a couple scenes throughout the, the episodes that we know of already yeah where they are catering to the bookies yes I like that. So, like, so you were actually saying yesterday when we were rewatching, you're like, let's look for Easter eggs. Yeah. And the Easter eggs of the show are really the, the book things. Sure. Yeah. Like, um, I still remember the description of that girl. Her name's Sophie. She's wearing sunglasses on top of her head. Like, um, even like down to the description, how they had her dressed. It was, it was spot on. So that was great. Um, before we move off that scene though, speaking of something in the book, because it can't happen, nor should it happen, the way that it happened in the book. Do you mm-hmm. remember? She's looking through Conrad's stuff. Yeah, and then she finds the necklace. And she finds the blue Tiffany's box. Yeah, and in this one, she finds it on top of the calendar. And the calendar, the, the necklace is right next to the date that says summer begins, which I think is a little Easter egg. That is a huge Easter egg. Yeah, that was sure. a good. That was a good pull from you. Um. Meanwhile, so Casey's looking at shit like that, and I'm just like, God, it's about her. And it's actually, can we talk about that a little bit? Um, agree to disagree. Oh, Drewski says Trusky. Trusky says some stuff about Trusky. Yeah, Trusky's like, Oh, you're the you're the belly I've been hearing all about. Yo, my man's fell into a depression after you all broke up, which. It could have stopped there, like the whole like. No, it was definitely your picture. He was looking, he was at. looking at your picture. Yeah, psycho. But I, did, I think I think it was overdone. I do think it was overdone. Yeah. But I do think the context of the scene needed to happen because it does two things. Okay. Two things. We won't know why until episode three, but Belly, when she's hurt by Conrad has this like default setting of oh i'm such a fool he never really likes me i can't believe i'm under his spell i won't let him hurt me again he never really cared like she quickly always defaults back to that Mm -hmm. and this was a little bit of uh affirmation affirmation that that he cared and them breaking up like sucked for both of them when it's coming from someone else it's not like she might not be able to believe conrad but when it's coming from from someone else yeah gives you a reason to the other thing that i was thinking about though is that what does it do for jeremiah i think what it does for jeremiah is if jeremiah is going to make a move towards Mm -hmm. belly right the same way that Belly and Conrad were careful about the Jeremiah thing. I think if he just heard that after they broke up, Conrad was depressed over it, mm-hmm. he can't just assume, oh, he broke your heart. Fair? Well, yeah, when he goes out to the car, he's concerned about Conrad. And there's a little nod to, like, if something happens to him. So I think Jeremiah's feeling is that, yes, he is depressed at the moment whether it be the combination of belly and susanna or just susanna i think he took that into consideration yeah okay um which yeah gets to the the scene where she asks if she can come 
to the cousins. So they find out he's in cousins. Yes. They can't figure out who he was yelling at on the phone. Um, they agree it's probably his dad. Um, but then they're road tripping. Yes, they are road tripping. Yeah. And is there anything in between there? Um Coco or whatever. No, 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 no. Okay. Coco is at the end, but so they start road tripping. Uh, there's not a lot that happens purposefully. There, there's supposed to be no dialogue. Oh yeah, yeah. They have some scenes that are awkward together. Yeah. In the car. Yeah. It's awkward. She um. This is taken from the book as well. He like makes a like he coughs or something, and she's like, "Oh, did you say something?" And he's like, "No." And then he feels bad because it's kind of like a diss. And then he ha- just happens to say, like an anecdotal, like, yeah, I went with my mom once to Cousins, like not during the summer. Because right now it's not summer. It's technically like May, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Belly says, so this is a key part. Belly says, yeah, I can imagine. Like he's like, it's really weird being there when it's not summer. And she just says, yeah, I can imagine. But she done done it But herself. she's done, exactly. Like I... I don't know. It's not a lot, right? No, some things don't need to be said. Some things don't need to be said. But um, in an interview that Chris and Gavin did, I, I forget which one at this point, they talked about the dynamic between the brothers. Mm-hmm. And they were very open about the fact that, like, it's tough. Like, they're still brothers at their core. And there's some really good stuff in, in episode three. Mm-hmm. But... It's still very, very awkward. And even Jeremiah, when they're driving, he's like, we don't talk about you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, where was I going with that thought? Um, I think it was Chris Briney who said, yeah, this season between the brothers is really about what they're choosing to say to each other and what they're choosing to not talk about to each other. And what they choose to talk about versus what they choose not to talk about is, is the divide. Like, that is the divide. Um, and that's just an example of it. Because then Belly gets, again, a flashback back to her driving with Conrad to the beach house. They haven't gotten to the beach house yet, but they're kind of talking about um, exchanging Christmas gifts or whatever. And um, the main point of that scene is when Conrad says, like, it doesn't matter what like i got my mom for christmas she's just so happy that you're my girlfriend oh but do you know why that's important because it's her last christmas oh well yeah that is important and also very sad yeah um but from the books the conrad and belly thing like she goes back and forth all the time about whether it was official or not official Mm mm-hmm the things that happen in this episode, I think, make it pretty damn official. Yeah. But then also, he's using the word girlfriend. He said it. He GF. Said, GF. He said, I put it on Facebook. Which is official. <laughs> it's funny that you're making fun of that, but that is legit what high school is. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. High school is like, are we are we exclusive? Are we together? Can I, can I change Facebook my official? Facebook? Yeah, Facebook official. So that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Um, especially if mom knows. Okay. Then so they then, get a flat tire. Yeah. Yeah. That scene sucked. Easy did not. Did you not like the plot device of the flat tire? Okay, the plot the plot device isn't great okay. as it is because it's like I thought you go through your whole life without having that happen like one time. I thought 
like if they're gonna be if they're gonna be that awkward Mm -hmm. i was thinking when i saw that they were pulled over on the side of the road in the trailer Mm -hmm. i thought that they had an argument like the the tension in the car just got like too much yeah and he's just like, I'm pulling this fucking car over and we're having it out. That would have been fine. It would have been like, hey, I gotta take a piss. That would have been fine. Hey, there's a, the car's making a sound. But the flat tire. Okay, you got a flat tire. Mm-hmm. And then it does lend a one good joke to Jeremiah about the, oh the tire on the I back thought, of the car. Okay, so that's not, not just for decoration. decoration. I thought, to Jeremiah's credit, I thought probably up until... Five Two years days ago, ago, five years ago, that that was not a spare tire. But apparently, uh, Belly is an ace tire changer. She learned from Laurel. Okay, yeah. um, and so Jeremiah makes his um attempt <laughs> at changing the tire. But he's but... Just so frustrated by everything. Sure, but the Belly is like super aggressive and yeah over the top and like yeah it's it's very volleyball scene with those two oh that's a good yeah it's very like it is very volleyball it was very volleyball scene and i'm like chill out and it's funny because they i don't know what episode it is but they did have that conversation also yeah um but yeah i just thought it was um like she's kind of like badgering him he's choosing not to listen to her probably because he's mad at her there's yeah, and then it just and then just reaches like ahead. I have a thought on that. I but see I'm what I needed to get to. Yeah, I, I have a thought on that scene that I told you earlier. I'm gonna make that point um, as a part of a bigger story arc. But um, long story short, Belly just shouts like, "I'm sorry." He thinks she's still talking about this fucking tire incident. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I'm sorry for everything." He breaks down. They hug yep she apologizes she actually says that she feels really really bad and guilty for more or less like ignoring him and leaving him behind last summer yeah that's what he's still upset about of course okay so after the side of the road scene after the side of the road scene they start they're they're kind of uh opening up opening up a little bit yeah he hears her belly growl yeah and she's all excited because she wants pie, pie from Rosie's. It was a good addition because you and I do the exact same thing. Like when we're on a road trip, yeah. like from a place to a place that we've been before, we have all of our stops. Yep. Facts. And move like, through. Shout out, move through. Yeah. To the point where sometimes I get sad when I'm in fact not hungry mm-hmm. as we're coming up to a right. place that we normally stop. Like, oh man, we made a mistake and ate. At a McDonald's. I, I wasted my food pellets on a McDonald's. I would have had another bingo if I would have just got McDonald's in one of the episodes. You still could. But I didn't. You still could. But now I know I'm not going to win anything. Yeah. Well, speaking of big corporation drop, uh, we forgot to talk about the fact that Steven runs into Taylor at the Barnes & Noble. Oh, was that part of it? Yeah. I've got a note in here about that. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so it cuts to them mm-hmm. while Belly and Jeremiah are, are doing their road trip. So love those crazy kids together. Yeah, uh, they. Oh, uh, Taylor has a great. 
She's just like so funny because she's faking the breakup. Yeah, I need you to riff on this for. I mean, I wish we could pull the clip up and play it, but we probably can't. There, she's covering for Belly because Belly's not supposed to be with her, but she's not really. And her reasoning was that she's at Auntie Anne's. She's her reasoning was that her and Milo broke up, so now she's like throwing it into like overdrive, overdramatic acting intentionally on on being sad. And it's hilarious. And her and Stephen have great, great, great chemistry. chemistry. And it's like comedic, but there's also definitely they, the two actors have great chemistry. Yeah. Uh, one nitpick. The ice. Yeah. There's no ice in Taylor's Starbucks. Yeah. We think it's wildly unbelievable that Homegirl would get a venti, venti latte of some sort. And venti ice latte, no ice. Just they should just have the a white cup. Oh, it's summer actually. Yeah. They gotta have the ice, but, but Venti, it, they probably did that take like thirty times. Maybe it started with ice, but um, that's what I was gonna say. Like a hot Wilmington day. Yeah, I would have been like, I would have made note of it in the script. Like, Stephen, do you want a venti latte? No ice. Have <laughs> do you want a sip of my venti no venti latte? No ice. And he'd be like, "Bro, that's weird." Bro, that's weird. Yeah, you're weird. Um. But uh, the significant part of that scene is that she says that Belly is at Auntie Anne's, and then Stephen fucking love Auntie Anne's, man. Yeah, Auntie Anne's rules. Yeah, Stephen's one step ahead of Taylor. He's just like, let me test this theory. Text Belly, and Belly shoots herself in the foot because she's like, oh yeah, we're crying watching Titanic right now. So we're kind of going out of order at oh. this point, but um. Since we're on it, can we talk about the follow-up scene to Steven and Taylor? So, cut from Starbucks, okay. right? Then he finds out that Belly is, in fact, not with Taylor. So, he goes to her house. Oh, shit. Great scene. Another great scene. It's like, she's, he, she ran out to get... Twix? Twix. It's like, fucking Auntie Anne's Twix? What's the matter with you? <laughs> like, we're on our period, Steven. Being gross. <laughs> she's so good. She's, she's so good. She is in full like Taylor mode. She's in her bag. Yeah. She's off in her bag. It only gets better. It only gets better in episode three. But what you like, what you always say is her range. And just like um, Lola has to do quite often, and Jeremiah a little bit, has to flip back and forth from like the, their baseline some do it better than others yeah their baseline character and then like showing deeper yeah right and she she does that so she's she's, she's because, so seamless because she's putting on the entire front which is what the character is doing right the mm-hmm. character is like overacting and lying and like being extra but then when he calls her out on it and he's like, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Jeremiah myself. I'm gonna go get Belly and bring her back home. She's like, Look, dude, chill. Like, Belly needs to fix this up. Like, she has a lot of guilt around that situation. Those two guys, it may actually do her well to handle this on her own and just like let the chips fall where they may when she goes and sees these two. Yeah, Taylor's is a saint here. Yeah. Now, Belly and Jeremiah have gotten to Roses. Here's the pie shop. Yep, blueberry pie, and then we get a cameo, a nice cameo from our old friend Nicole. Nicole, um, red the, sox cap and toe. The uh, book girlies, and specifically the Jeremiah book girlies, um, will like the ESP 
thing. Mm-hmm. So they always talk about like like they're really good friends, but they always would just be like, "I'm gonna try to read your." And they've been doing this since they were like kids. So there's a nod to that. Um, so there's that. Now that said, after Nicole leaves, she sees the cousin's beach sign and she sees cars. a Range Rover driving by, and it's like. I remember that car. And then what music starts? Uh, is it? Deja vu. I get deja vu. Ooh. Yes. Which Nailed is it. the perfect song. It is. She's with one brother driving the path to the house. And the last time she did this exact drive was with his older brother. That's an old trick. An old filmmaking trip. You, you use a pop song to describe what's going on in the actual film. I've seen it a thousand times. Works every time. <laughs> it works on me because I was yeah. losing my shit. It's like it's the perfect song. You lose your shit. I do throughout all these episodes. I okay. can't say anything during these episodes. I know what he's gonna say. Go ahead. I'm just. I can't say anything. I get to. <laughs> Some every so often, I'm like. Do I need to pause? Do this? I need to pause this because Do I need to pause this so you can get your thoughts out. I do get, the same thing with audio. You get one word. <laughs> I, the, listen, oh yeah, was, that's right. Audio books when we're driving. It's kind of like, but okay. But to be fair, when we're listening to a podcast that that you're listening to, don't I always say like, I'm like, hey, I have a thought, and I pause it. It's just like common courtesy. All right. For things that we deeply hear about. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, we have finally made it to this part. Oh, no. Not the part. So, you love this part because it's kind of like, unlike the last episode where you said it was very, very slow and mm-hmm. then started picking up and goes fast. Mm-hmm. I feel like this episode did the exact same thing, except when it starts picking up, instead of there being like five minutes left, there's like 20 minutes left. But then you just get like rapid fire back and forth between having them old, on the like road cousins and new cousins. Having them on the road speeds it up too because there's a lot happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So what happens after the deja vu is where the song ends is both cars are pulling into the cousin's driveway. One is when it's nighttime and it's winter mm-hmm. and the hydrangea bushes or whatever are all dead. Mm-hmm. And then one is when Jeremiah and the red sheep with her pull up. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 indeed. So then it cuts to the real Cousins in Christmas, which I've been talking to you about that. I talked to you about that before you even knew what I was talking about because you hadn't listened to the second book yet. Yeah. Um, so great scene. Belly looks great. Very, she's got Conrad's sweater on. And she looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Um, her and Conrad go in and look if there's food. Maybe there's a bag of Oreos or something. Yeah, box yeah. of Oreos. Um, and what is she's she very find? happy. She finds cocoa. Conrad's lighting the fire. Perfect scene. I like I, all of it's perfect. I like when he's like, "I'm having a hard time lighting this fire." She's like, "Weren't you like an Eagle Scout or something?" I mean, I think the Conrad. I'm not like the goo goo gaga over it, but I think from the Christmas pickup. Until the end, it's flawless. They're, they're like them together. Them together, it's flawless. It's. It really is. It's, yeah, it's. Like if you're judging. <laughs> the Conrad, and at this point, 
season one and two, the Conrad and Belly scenes are better than the Jeremiah and Belly scenes. I think so. That could change. I think so. But yeah. at this point... If what you're looking for is chemistry and romance and yeah. cuteness, sure. and also just a, a very... I don't... No, I think that's going to change because of what we know or come to expect. Yeah. What we hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chris and Lola just like have a comfort with each other for these scenes and the back and forth of it. It's like, yeah. it's very evident. So then it starts snowing and she makes the cocoa. Well, can we talk about the cocoa when she and pulls the out the cup, cup that we have at my parents' house, that Christmas cup, the red one with the green, I think it's Wachterbach is the brand. It's like a German brand. Uh, but my mom has a set of them and we use them every Christmas and I recognize it right away. And I, yeah. it, I almost got as happy seeing that as the mystery song in episode three <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that and so on the next episode yes we are um but, but that was really exciting what i thought you were gonna go with which i don't know why you would have but the simpsons cup yes yeah every so everybody wanted to see if there's gonna be a simpsons cup so it was so funny for me because i'm like she's pulling out two cups right imagine me sitting there she's pulling out two cups one i also recognize so i'm like oh my god that's your mom's cup because his mom has like this entire set and every time we go to your house for christmas like it's that exact same cup but then i'm also like whoa wait but the simpsons cup i'm so, trying like, to find the simpsons cup on ebay i can't say that i've ever been excited about <laughs> cups that were randomly pulled out of a cupboard before there but. are way too many simpsons cups on ebay you gotta match them up yeah, I, mean, I, I remember what it looks like. It's got it drawn like horizontally on the thing. Anyway. anyway. Dusty-ass so, cocoa. So she, yeah, so he's lighting the fire. She goes in. She puts down his cocoa. She sits on the couch. She, he's just like looking at her. She's like, do you want your cocoa? He goes and sits down. In the book, he sits on the chair. And she says the same thing. She's like, why are you sitting so far away? He moves closer. He starts to like lean in and kiss her. And she... She doesn't freak out. She's just like, oh my God, do I have like cocoa on me? And then there's like a little awkward tension. The awkward, the awkwardness is cut by the snow. snow. Yeah. yeah, by the snow. The snow is fun. They frolic. That's such, I almost like that better than the like more intimate scene that's forthcoming. Okay. Like, like the song is okay so everybody do you want to talk about you scrolling through um tiktok and i don't know where i was people being i don't talk you don't talk i don't talk oh, i you, can't remember where i was some, yeah you said somewhere you're like oh, uh, it was in the youtube comments of oh. youtube comments a lot of fans aren't happy that it wasn't snow on the beach by taylor swift instead it was dangling by a string or something like that <laughs> no, invisible string. invisible string invisible string um you sing a little piece of that no i okay. won't but it was i almost nominated it as our wedding song damn what could have been what could have been i know imagine that um and i say that right in like sort of a romantic way because that was the first thing i thought when i heard the song because i because i was also expecting still on the beach and I'm just going to give credit to Jenny again. It's better than Snow on the Beach? The song itself is, I like the song better than Snow on the Beach. I think we were all just kind of like fooled 
It's like, too obvious. It's maybe. too yeah. It was almost too obvious, and Jenny did not give it to us. But I do think she She's gave given us, y'all enough. She gave yeah, but she gave us something pretty incredible because I would not have thought Invincible String would have worked in that scene, and it did. It big did. It they did. were they were all elastic on there on the beach oh my god yeah so running out to the beach like them them pulling on like all the stuff like i've done that before where it's like when you're a kid and it's snowing and you're for whatever reason you're afraid it's gonna stop snowing so you like throw on all your shit as fast as humanly possible so you can get out there um that's what that reminded me of um they get onto the beach and it's so right with the times because i do the same shit it's like wait no before we run out to the beach let's take a selfie like that's cute it's a picture that she was looking at on her phone in the present day that picture's been uh, going around yeah particularly on the better with glasses pod uh, oh okay i don't know that's probably where you saw it um reposted from somebody else i know but um no i love the i like the frolicking because you there's no kiss by the way he picks her up no kiss there they get to the house no kiss. He leans in to try. Little awkwardness. Little awkwardness. So there's no kiss yet. They're safe. And they're, they're like leaning in and he pokes her and is like, tag. And then there's this cute little like montage of them like chasing each other on the beach. Like he picks her up. She. That was a good catch. She falls into the sand. Very similar to um, in season one when they belly flopped her. And she's like, give me a hand. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. She, she knows he's going to fall for it every time. She's like, give me a hand. And she pulls him in. So that was a nod. It's not the same thing. I thought the same thing. So, um, yeah, all that was super duper cute. Now, what we it's hard to talk about in chronological order because what I love most about that scene, even though I love Conrad and Belly, I actually like what you like about that scene is it's interspersed with Jer, with like Jer frantically going into the house, searching for Conrad. You hear his voice on top of yeah. the montage and on top of the song, just being like, Conrad, Conrad, where are you? And then he finds him. It's it's Jared's, it's Jared's best scene he's in a while. Yeah, he's in a while. Screen. I thought it was believable. He walks in, he's like, Connie, you here, bro? Something like yeah. that. It's Jared's best scene in a And then, he, and you can tell when he's found him because he's like, he's like, when I call you, fucking pick up your phone. Yeah. Like, so there's this like happy song, happy moment interspersed with like this drama, and it all converges at the same time. And I think that maybe even makes it more emotional. And then um, Jeremiah went right into the house first he didn't care about belly or anything like that um belly's still standing at the front of the door she is because she's rightfully nervous he doesn't know she's coming she hasn't seen him since her mm-hmm. funeral um and the last time she walked through those doors like apparently it was a great time she lost her virginity so spoiler she so there's a good cut she finally has the nerve she walks in she hears them kind of like arguing she looks up and she sees the two pictures of them and then it flashes back to when her and conrad are walking back into the house yada 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 
they just as we predicted they took it to further than they do in the books yeah conrad and belly uh get horizontal great scene it's a beautiful it's, a, it's really beautifully done the music is great um belly gives enthusiastic consent like 35 times like which we talked Kristen about Arjona, you had her on there and i was like that's one of the things yeah intimacy coordinator intimacy from last coordinator season. yeah last yeah. season told us yeah and uh great scene very romantic it's, it's very romantic it's um sometimes i fear scenes like that where there's too much dialogue because then it just kind of seems like they had it in front of the fire it was all right it was all right it was all right but the the di- i guess what i'm saying is the dialogue was like really good i think i told you i'm like there were a couple of beats that conrad as a person in that moment needed to hit for his character mm-hmm. and that chris briney needed to deliver in a very convincing way which was the first i didn't just bring you here for this i didn't just bring yeah so that's one of them like i didn't just bring you here for this the other is like when she puts her hands on his face and he kind of like shudders and she says he's cold-hearted i remember you're like hey hun that's like you and he says it's in the book but he says like maybe for everyone else not for you which is like a romantic thing that is said which kind of catapults the rest of it then they start kissing. It's like the Grinch. Yeah, they start kissing, and then he kind of pulls back. Like he knows where he knows where he wants it to go, but he just kind of pulls back because he's like, "Hey, so we should stop, right? Mm-hmm. Like we should stop." And she's like, "Well, no." So yeah, yeah. Um, you were saying you didn't think that they would do the scene, like that 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 scene would be that long. I I thought they were going to like a quick cut. Well, so like that the point came across. The point came across. I didn't know they were gonna take, um, like have Belly, you know, from the back, uh, like disrobing, disro- disrobing. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. Um, but it all worked. It was tasteful. Well, I will say, not like the the disrobing is yes, it's tasteful, but the when he's unbutting the front of her oh, sweater or whatever, revealed. yeah, like that. I thought thought that was good. It's such like a touch of detail that's like so incredible. It was great. It was so good. And um, the song, did you know that song? No. Okay. But you said that the song felt right for... Yeah, the the song felt so on point. Yeah. It's a uh, song from the 90s. It seems... I I don't know the song. I didn't even know... The name of the song. I, I didn't know who sang the song. Obviously, I looked it up afterwards. It's like, but I knew where it was from. So it's from I think, um, the Romeo and Juliet from 1996 with Leo, um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Yeah, it's like it's huge smash. That's so, why it's profound. So next, you get your book quote that you love so much that they, that everyone loves so much that they put on a sweatshirt. Yeah. Even though Conor, Conrad's asleep and has no idea what's going on. No, Casey was like, "Why would she say that when? Why wouldn't she say that when he's awake?" <laughs> like, I get it, I get it, but confessions of love, none, nonetheless. Yeah. Um. Oh, but tie-in. So we knew it immediately, right? When um they assemble into the house and we're like, "Oh, they're gonna 
they're going to have sex because he's wearing that same shirt. Yes. And then that's the shirt that she's going to end up wearing. That she's going to end up wearing at the end of that scene. And then she kept the shirt. It's like literally hanging in her closet. So, and I have a thought on that. Um, Oh, okay. Uh, so one thing we didn't talk about is that um, Stephen and Taylor, I think, have decided to embark onto cousins themselves. Yeah. And um, I think Taylor says something to the effect of like, yeah, 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 no, I'll, I'll be fast. I'll, I'll pack, but I'm going to send you a list of things to get for Belly. I'm wondering, it's just a random thought, but I'm wondering if Stephen brings her that shirt. Yeah. And somehow... I don't know, Conrad sees her with it or she sees it and it triggers like some other feelings or flashback. Um, I had a note in here. So one thing we might have missed that in episode one, I did some things that I thought should be cut. Mm-hmm. We missed the Laurel in the store scene yeah. with the, yeah. I thought the saleswoman was take her meh. or leave her. Yeah, yeah. she was meh. Could have cut that out. We We get it. It could have been like a belly flashback, right? It could have been like, oh, she's looking at a dress and it makes her think of Susanna. Yeah. Or it could have flashed back to it. I would love to see Laurel flashback to a Susanna and Laurel moment. Good thinking. That would have been way more beautiful than just like insert this person who's going to make a comment about your dress. They're also trying to give her credit as a popular writer too. That's true best musical moment in the old hootenanny but am i picking the scene that i like the most like what gets more weight the scene that i like the most or the scene that or or the song that i like the most like where's the crossover no it's not it's not which song would you play outside of the show on your car i know which song which moment is the best i i'd say deja vu because i feel like that scene could have been the lovemaking scene could have been great with a million different lovemaking song songs. Yeah. Well You could have inserted any other piano ballad in. Because the scene is so good. The scene is so good. I will say if we're thinking about it from that mm-hmm. angle, damn, I'm I'm about to pick two Olivia Rodrigo song two episodes in a row. The driver's license did it to me too. I mean, come on, this is what. When when I heard that come on, it was like a oh shit because you know if you know the song and you know where this is headed. I waited nine months to see Christmas and Cousins, mm-hmm. and most of the episodes up to that point had been the road trip. So when she sees the sign that says five miles to Cousins and you hear the deja vu uh, beat drop and then you know it's flashing back to Belly and Conrad and they're getting to the house. All of that anticipation that I've been carrying for like eight months was like, oh shit, like we're going to see it. But last thoughts for me. Okay. I said this to you earlier, and I'm going to stand by it. This show is so direct and knows what it's doing. 
that like I do think that you can watch it five times and see things in different ways because when I watched it the first couple of times it's like literally like Belly is losing her virginity to Conrad and there's Christmas like there's nothing else on the first watch that was more important to me than than that okay right like and the more that I've watched it like the the scene between Jeremiah and Belly is so important to the plot of the second season. So whether you, or not you agree with Belly being with Jeremiah or not, or them getting closer, we come to find out in episode three that as good as all this stuff was with Conrad, when he's happy... When he is unhappy... He goes off the rails. He goes off the rails. Now, it's different because when Jeremiah is unhappy and going... Jeremiah is very emotional. When he's happy, he's happy. He's on, like, fucking cloud nine. Yeah. When he is mad, like we saw in this episode, he... he he's got he, a short, short he's got fuse. A short, he's got a short fuse, and we saw it a lot. But he's very emotional. Mm -hmm. And And there's a part of Belly, I think, that likes that because... He says what's on his yeah, mind. Yeah, she knows where he stands. She, she stands. Yeah she, yeah, she always knows where she stands. And she knows because he tells her what he wants her to say, and she says it. And there's something about that that's very simplistic for Belly, who, unfortunately for her and for Conrad, as great as it is when things are good, when things are bad for Conrad, we say that he's a jerk, but unlike Jeremiah, who actually, like, says hurtful things, Conrad just blows her off, which is, like, or, or I guess pushes her away, which is sometimes even worse. Mm -hmm. And I think she, it won't click until you've watched episode three. Mm -hmm. But what clicked for me, which is what I told you, is from Belly's perspective, when she is crying and apologizing to Jeremiah for not communicating with him for saying she spent all of her time worrying about Conrad. I think the undertone of what she's saying is I spent all this time trying to be there for somebody who ended up putting up walls and pushing me away for nothing. And here you are telling me that all you really wanted from me was to be there for you. Uh-huh. Good good thinking. Right? And and she and it's like what you said in season one, even though it's kind of childish, it's like, oh my God, I chose the wrong brother. Or or it's like I even from a friend standpoint, like I was trying to be there for this other person, put all of my heart, soul, time, and attention into that. And it fucking backfired on me because he is he didn't let me be there. And meanwhile, I had this other person who's mad at me and I wasn't there for them. I totally let them down. Mm -hmm. And all he wants is for me to be there. Exactly. And he tells her that. Very thoughtful. But that's like a but that's like a that's like a point in the Jeremiah column. But it it also shows that like the the two main flaws of these two guys <laughs> is that Conrad's default is always to isolate isolate and jeremiah's i guess default 
is not being Conrad. <laughs> it sucks to say it like that. It's not. It's not not being Conrad. It's. But if you're looking through the eyes of Belly, that's where Jeremiah has fallen short. It's well. It's almost like the who needs who needs and deserves more attention. The squeaky wheel. The person who you know you have to save from himself, which is more like Conrad, mm-hmm. or the person who plays it off. Yeah. Right? Like, Jeremiah uh, Jeremiah is hurting. But he's always the fun guy. And he, and he's but like, he always just, like, brushes it off. Like, like, when they're at the car, and he's like, I don't need you. And she knows he needs her. Good point. But he's just like, I don't need you. I'm good. I don't want to be roped into Conrad shit. Like, he is, his default is to play it off. Yeah, and because he plays it off, it backfires on him because nobody thinks he takes anything seriously. Whereas Conrad's fault is just you know kind of like shrinking into himself. But because people know that he does that, or at least uh, take the back, because Belly knows he does that, she is always trying to be like knight in shining armor for him. They both need a good therapist. Yeah, I forgot to ask it in episode one. But picking up on some of the things we did last season, who do you think won the episode? Episode one? Uh, well, yeah. Well, since we missed episode yeah. one. who epi- You do episode one, I'll do episode two. I need some time to think. Okay. So you go first. Episode two. Oh, wait. I got it. Okay. No, no, no. Um, are you going to say episode two? We can say it's Belly. No, episode two, uh, I'll say we can say it's Conrad. Oh, boy. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say episode one is Conrad. Every so Jeremiah was barely in it. Yep. Steven fucks up in it. Mm-hmm. Belly is sad in it yep. because she gets she has to play current. It's time. Conrad. She has to play current time and past. But you're right. If you take, if you just splice out, like what if you took somebody off the street who had never seen the Sunrise Turn Pretty ever before, mm-hmm. and made them watch the episode. And then, def- like, have them describe Conrad. They'd be like, he's just the happiest, happiest guy. guy yeah. like, jovial. He's and... jovial. He's so open about yeah. his feelings. That's right. <laughs> and it's like, he's the best version of himself in all of those things. Good point. Ep- Conrad wins episode one. So, so it might not be able. I would say he wins episode two because they had a, a very special moment. Yeah. Him and Billy. Um, but since he won episode one, maybe... It should be Jeremiah because Jeremiah finally he's been holding this shit in for so long. Yeah. And he finally was able to get it out. Yeah. He learned how to change a tire, possibly. <laughs> um or he learned uh I'm always gonna call triple A. Yeah, I'm always gonna call triple A and I can't be in stressful situations with Belly. Um so it could be Jeremiah, he got all this stuff off his chest. I think Taylor won the episode. I, I was going there. Um Taylor is just coming in throwing ninety five. Yeah. In every scene. Oh, can I, can I tell you something? Sure. Can I tell you something? Can I, I sorry. I, I need to read it directly. Okay. Did she get nominated for an Emmy or something? No. Because I'm okay with it. You're, you're okay with that? Um, okay. So, um, hi, Vicky and Casey. So glad to have found your podcast a few weeks ago after watching. I'm very late to the party. Blah, blah, blah. Love you guys. Um, already counting down for the podcast to be released. Some great Steven moments in there for you, Casey. 
And then somebody else was like, Steven or Sean Kaufman's acting this season is like on another level. And I can't, and I can't, and I, and I know that Casey's so happy about it. Like, like people, people know my, uh, people know. Yeah, people know. So, I mean, I've been saying it for years. Sean Kaufman is gonna, so this is what I've been telling Vicky in private. But you can say all these things, but then I'm gonna ask you once you're done saying them, your little love letter to Steve O here. I think love letter to Steve O and Taylor. Does he win? Taylor could be in. We just saw a movie Joyride, mm-hmm. which is like a funny kind of raunchy girl, all girl comedy. It's really funny. Taylor could it's be really in that and kill. Yeah. And then again, Taylor could be in The Summer I Turned Pretty. And then again, Taylor could be in that Good Girl Jane. Good Girl Jane movie. And I think she's just got wide range. I think she's gonna have a great career, playing meaningful roles that have real Me- me- meaty dialogue and mm-hmm. meaty uh, stuff. Steven, the same thing. Steven's got a great look. And he could play comedy, like he could he could be in Crazy Rich Asians, you know. Yeah. He could be in The Hangover. He could be <laughs> in he he it. The sky's the limit for my man. He's six foot four, big guy, comedy chops, drama chops, from New York. He's got. <laughs> well, okay. He, so, and he's taking it to the next level. Yeah. Okay. So. Just because we've already seen episode three, I'm just gonna oh say God. I'm just gonna say, yeah, you might need to save your your Okay. Okay. Your, I'm gonna chill out. Letter. I'm gonna chill out. Another episode he's, yeah, bigger. He's better in He's gonna win another episode bigger. He's already better in three, but Yeah. He can win another episode bigger. Yeah. I'm gonna leave this win for for Jeremiah. Jer. Grabbing the bull by the horns, going out, trying to find his brother, getting his uh, feelings off of his chest, uh, his belly. I'm giving episode two to, bygones, to Jer. Yeah, you know, bygones are bygones. Putting bullshit to the side. Yeah, and he's like deeply concerned about Conrad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jer wins number two. Uh, directed by Zoe Cassavetes again. Oh. Back to back. Um, quick note. I don't, it was episode one was an 8.8 on the rating last time mm-hmm. we saw it. Some less hardcore fans are getting in on the action because it's dropped. 8.6? 8.5. Oh. So okay. our our uh, ratings still hold true here. Okay. That, that one's worse than the others. That one is the worst, two is the second worst, and Love's sick, number three is the best. Mm. But Love Scene has an 8.9 right now, which is has the second highest rating. Uh, number three is the best. Yeah. This one is number two, and the first one is number one. So Better Glasses Pod on Instagram. Better Glasses Pod at gmail.com.